Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with the double L team, Lyle and Liam, of course. Liam, uh, how are you this morning, Liam? I am living the dream this morning. Yes. I'm, I'm happy, I'm, I'm alive, I'm awake. Filled with energy and ready to present another stellar show. How are you this morning, Lyle? Just amazing. That's Absolutely good. amazing. God That's is still on his hear. throne. God is still ruling. And so the world is a good place to be. That's true. Very true. Yes. Even though there are dark things happening, it is good to know that God is still there. Indeed. What are you thankful for this morning? This morning, I um, I am thankful for the socks that I'm wearing. Okay. Now, my socks okay. that I'm wearing, they're, they're bright green. I don't know if you can see them, Lyle, but right. they're bright green. Yeah. And a bit that you can't see, but on the very tip of them... They're, like, a, they're like, there's like nothing there. There's no socks. On the very tip of them, on my right sock, I have an R, <laughs> and on my left sock, I have an L. Now, this... Okay. In the morning... Your mum sewed that on there for you? No, no. I, I bought <laughs> them like that. I, was, I, th- I saw them in the shop, and I was like, you beauty, this is what I need in my life. And um, now, you might not think that you need... Left and right socks, but somehow it just it puts my mind at ease in the morning. When I put these socks on, I know that everything is well in the world. You know, I'm kind of the opposite. If I saw that in the shop, I'd be like, well, that's a reason not to buy those socks because I want to buy socks that I can just put on either foot and they'll be the same, the same either way. Yeah, look, <laughs> so if I lose one of these socks, then I'll never wear the other one. Which you ones. will. Which you will. It's guaranteed. <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah, socks are the... Larvae form of wire coat hangers. What are you thankful for this morning? Wire coat hangers are always tangled and socks are always missing. Ah, let me see. What am I thankful for this morning? Ooh. Ooh. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I'm thankful for... Oh, what did I get into doing yesterday? I'm thankful for my old truck this morning. Yeah. I've done it before, I know, but I was working on it yesterday and I'm thankful my wife helped me work on it. It's amazing when she comes and helps me on... Um, Fixing my classic truck. There you go. Yeah. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Now, coming up in a day, well, so much to talk about in today's news. We have Weinstein, we have Pell, uh, we have the Bulldogs. It is all happening. It's all about boundaries, consent, respect, and power. Well, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. Voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses, and He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me I am His own, and the joy that we share as we tarry there, nobody else has ever known. He speaks. And the sound of his voice All the birds hush their singing And the melody that he gave to me Is in my heart Just a ring a ring a ring a ring a ring And he walks 
with me And he talks with me And he tells me I am his own And the joy that we share As we tarry there Nobody else has ever known Everybody, you were listening to Daniel Martin Moore with In the Garden. This is the breakfast show. We are about to have our first clue for the quiz of the day. We nearly broke a record yesterday. Let's see if we could do it. We today. were very close. I was I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. All right. Now, the first clue for our quiz this morning it is what creature am I? Critic quiz. The woman who gave birth to the male child in Revelation was swept away by a river of water spewed out of the mouth of this creature. That would be this kind of creature. That is... that. You're on the right track, but that's not what I've got written down here. Well, I don't care what you've got written down there. That's what it says in my KJV. Oh, well, <laughs> if, oh, well that's a, I, I can't take that for now because that's not what I've got written down. <laughs> so if you think you know the answer, uh, please give us a call at 1-800-324-843 or send us a text on 0491 064 Okay. Uh, we've got some... Yeah, so that's our question for this morning. That's our first clue, and uh, we'll see how we go with that one. Okay. Now. Positively different news. Positively different news. Now, one thing that you might not expect some positivity to come from is politics, okay? Um, Over in America, they've got the big election going on right now, but I'm focusing on on a smaller part of this election, okay? Um, There is a man named Kasim Rashid who is running for Congress and one of his constituents, and and uh, Kasim is a Muslim. He's a Mm -hmm. a practicing Muslim. Um, And one of his constituents sent him a deeply hurtful anti-Muslim tweet last week, mm-hmm. okay? Now, in this tweet... Happens when you're a person it, of faith, unfortunately. It, do, it does. Um, now, the particular article that I've found, it doesn't really go into the details of the tweet that this man sent. Uh, this man goes by the name of Oscar Dillon, 
Um, I, 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 the story of this, they, they didn't really want to focus on the negative, There's, which is fair enough. There's a lot more going on in the positive side of things. Um, now, so this man sent very hurtful tweets to uh, this politician, this congressman or, or this person running for Congress. Um, and, pardon me. Uh, and what I found amazing was the way that uh, Kasim responded. He, he, he had a, an opportunity to use this situation um, as, a, instead of to just dismiss Oscar Dillon, he decided to, to look into it a, deep, a bit deeper, okay? Now, Oscar Dillon, he is an elderly man and he has a wife and his wife is currently going through some, she's got an illness and she's receiving treatment for it. Now, this treatment is not cheap and so Oscar Dillon has set up a GoFundMe page and in that GoFundMe page it goes into detail about uh, what's wrong with his wife and and what she needs and how much money they they go through a month and it mentions that by the 23rd of each month they are literally broke Um, you know in a whole year there's about approximately $38,000 that they put into this is the American healthcare system, which it is. is just incredibly broken. It is hard to imagine how it's, you can have a such a developed country with such an incredibly broken healthcare system. Yeah, it that, is. That you know, you just do not want to get sick in that country, else you are done. Yeah, you it, lose your house. That's it. Your life is over. Yeah. So what I'm going to read for you now is the tweet that Kasim Rashid responded with after this man. Uh, it's it sort of, it is at the end of everything or towards the end. And I, th- I th- the end of it, I think is just incredible. Okay. So he starts off by saying, last week, a conservative constituent sent me deeply hurtful anti-Muslim tweets. I replied by donating to his GoFundMe to help cover his crushing medical debt. He wrote me a thoughtful and compassionate apology and asked me to visit him. And this is the bit, this last bit is the bit that I think is incredible. Today... I met new friends. Oh, nice. And I just thought that that was absolutely incredible. Now, part of a response to this is that people who have seen this tweet, they've gone and also contributed to uh, Oscar Dillon's GoFundMe page. Now, he goes by the the nickname of Oz, um, and I just think that if this is a – in a world where so much is going on, now, I think I'm, I, I touched a little bit on this yesterday, but in a world where so much is going on, it's really grateful. It's great to see where things like this are happening, where a man had an opportunity to either dismiss or shut down this person and say, you've got no right to say this, you know, you know nothing about me. But he used this opportunity to spread love. And, and and for a politician, this would be the kind of thing that like you would consider before you actually put your hand up for public office. It's like, well, I'm going to cop a lot of flack. Yeah, you know, it's just the that's the nature of it. Um, half of the population is going to love you, half of them is going to hate you, and you get sort of you know there's one random message from this person who hates you and hates you because of your religion and your faith and so forth. And the easy thing is to just like oh whatever and move on. Yeah, you know, that's the easy way of dealing with it. Yeah. Confronting that is much more challenging and much more difficult, but confronting it with love is next level again. Yeah. And he's done so, and it's just, you know, what an amazing response. Praise God. Yeah. And it, I think in a situation like this, Rashid Kasim, or sorry, Kasim Rashid, uh, yeah, he 
he didn't know what Oscar's story was before he approached him. So he didn't know, or maybe he could, he could attack me. Anything could happen. Um, and I just, I, I sort of, I, reading into it a bit more, I found out that uh, before, that the way that, the reason why Oscar Dillon sort of has this view towards Muslims is because of what happened in 9-11. And ever since then, he's just had this negative sort of view on all Muslims, think, thinking that, oh, this one thing happened. They're all terrible men. They're all terrible women. They're a terrible bunch of people. I, I can't trust them. This is not an uncommon view in yeah. Western society yeah. today. And you can understand why that view has developed when you look at, you know, 9-11, followed by, you know, the Gulf War, mm. followed by the Afghan, Afghan War, followed by, you know, all of the violence that has boiled around the Middle East for like ever, and particularly the war in Syria. You know, we have a long history of, you know, sort of violence coming from this part of the world. And so it's very, very easy for that to color our view of what is taking place. And I, I come across people all the time in the yeah. community and they're just like, they just write Muslims off like, oh, yeah, just a bunch of violent losers, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas that is actually not the case. Yeah. Um, certainly there are violent people amongst that community as there are amongst any community. But what we actually need to do is to get to know each other because when we get to know each other, then we can see that there is a completely different, you know, completely another side to this story. Um, and it's as we make friends with people like this that we get to see their perspective, they get to see our perspective, you get to discuss it backwards and forwards, and you can kind of see where people are coming from. And at the same time, it enables us to identify those on either side Yeah, who are the troublemakers. Yeah. We need to spend more time getting to know each other and less time throwing stones. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, he, he mentioned that before 9-11 he had this view and, uh, uh, you know, he, he judged people for who they are rather than looking at the, the image that has been portrayed in media and in the society. And after the events of 9-11, that changed. But after this incident, after this sort of what has happened between uh, – Kasim Rashid and Oscar Dillon. Oscar Dillon, he has changed his view. And that is all because one man decided to show love. Yeah, absolutely. And we need to see a whole lot more of that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, amazing story. And I just think that it's always good to hear a little bit of love in the morning. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. There you go. Okay, so that's our positively different news for this morning. Coming up, we're going to be talking about some more serious news in just a moment. And so really, our news is dominated by George Pell, Harvey Weinstein, and the Bulldogs, particularly on the issues of morality, but also on the issues of boundaries, consent, respect, and power. Those are probably the the four big issues that are just being highlighted in today's leading news stories. Anyway, moving on with the show, this is Crowder with All My Hope. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. I've been here by Savior. I've felt fire from above I've 
Guys, that was Crowder with All My Hope. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we have the second clue for our quiz coming up. Uh, what have you got for us there? Clue Liam. number two. Clue number two. This creature was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Okay, I'm going to write down a list of words here, just because one of them is going to be right in the translation that you're using. One of those is correct. Okay. There we go. All right. So 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. Give us a call right now. Uh, do we have our prize? We do indeed. Yep. The prize for this morning is 
The Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger J. Morneau. Okay, Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Morneau. Um, and, of course, you can uh, text us on 0491-064-669 or call us on 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Where do we start today with today's big news? I do not know. We're going to begin. Let's begin with our Bulldogs players, Corey and Jaden, who have now been formally suspended. They um, they had to. They were given a show cause uh, yesterday as to why it was they picked up some children from school or after school and took them to their hotel room. And so as the story unfolds, we find that basically what was happening was that the uh, NRL, NRL has a program, you know, where they work with schools, they work with school children and so forth. The grassroots program. Yeah, grassroots program. And as a result of that, this is where these two players met these two children. Yep. And were seen having conversations with them. One of these children at least uh, was seen... Coming on to one of the players in a sexual way. Yep. And they picked these children up sometime after school and took them to their hotel room. And so now they have been formally suspended while an investigation takes place. Now, we're going to come back. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this this morning because I'm going to come back in the interview with uh, Darren Pratt, who is our children's and family uh, ministries uh, expert here within our region. And we're going to talk about boundaries and we're going to talk about, you know, what is actually going on here? What kind of behavior is this? And how do we make ourselves aware of it? How do we protect our our family families from it? Um, we've got some really important stuff that we're going to be talking about in that. So I'm going to probably leave that right there just to say that, you know, so far the Bulldogs have lost $2 million in sponsorship. Something uh, that they is, just landed sort of at the yep. beginning of this year. And as yep. a result, this sponsor is, as a, res- a result of what's happened with this incident, this sponsor has pulled out. Yep. Okay, so let's go on to talk about Harvey Weinstein. He just got jailed for 23 years. Dear me. He's an old man. Yeah, so it's basically a life sentence. Yeah. And yet his victims, of which there are over 100, supposedly, um, it seems, have received a life sentence because you never get over, you know, what happens to a person in those kind of uh, situations. So he'll be 90 before he's released. He'll be lucky to make it to that particular age. And and what a horrific way to end your life. Mm. But it really highlights... The concept of power rape. So here you've got one of Hollywood's, if not Hollywood's, most powerful individual with, it seems, a voracious sexual appetite um, who has, yeah, been found guilty of sexually abusing and raping these women. Now, we do need to talk about power rape because... A lot of powerful men have no idea the level of intimidation that they can bring to bear upon a woman. And as a result of that, this is my opinion. My opinion is that power rape often takes place in an environment where men may not know that that is what is actually happening because they just don't understand what their power, how intimidating their power can be. But that does not mean that it doesn't happen and that does not mean that it's not a horrific thing and does not mean that it doesn't need to be called out. It absolutely needs to be called out. And this is behavior that there is absolutely no 
no, no exception for or excuse for because the simple reality is if people followed normal morality or you know we could say biblical morality then this is this is never ever going to be an issue whatsoever at all if you're in a loving relationship with somebody then this is never ever going to be an issue and so it has left um a bit of a you know the whole consent issue mm. is become a nightmare for young men and young women in particular to navigate because how do you know when somebody is consenting, even when they're saying yes, they may actually be being saying no? Where is the romance of having somebody sign a stat deck before you jump into bed with them? Yeah. And then once you've start, signed the stat, stat deck, the nature of consent is that at any point, the person can change their consent. Yeah. So the stat deck's not going to do you any good. No. Even if you do sign that. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there as an example. So there goes your romance. There goes your spontaneity. Um, and not only that, but the consent can change after the event. Yeah. Which lands you in a whole world of hurt. Whichever side you come from, male or female. Which, you know, it just does my mind in because... It is so easily solved. And that is by simply having enough respect for the opposite sex to be in a loving relationship before you be in bed with them. Yeah. You know? Not everything's the biblical, about under the sheets. The biblical model of marriage. Yeah. It actually solves the problem. Now, of course, you know, bad things can happen within marriages. Marriages can fall apart and marriages can move to the point where consent becomes an issue as well. I get that. Yeah. But I'm talking about a loving relationship. And uh, so, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're one of these people who's out there and is like, oh, what do I do now? You know, how do I deal with this issue of consent? How do, I, how do I know when somebody's consenting and when they're not consenting? It's very easy. If they say yes to your marriage proposal and you get married to them, there is a very high chance, a very high likelihood that they are consenting and that you won't land yourself in jail. Now, I'm not talking about further down the track because if your relationship goes to pot further down the track, then you're going to have to revisit this whole... I'm talking about a loving, consensual relationship. Okay, so Harvey Weinstein, he'll be off to uh, LA next to deal with uh, rape charges over there. What a horror life. Who would ever want to have a life like that? Let's go on and talk about George Pell very quickly. Uh, moving into his second day of hearings um, as protesters gather outside, some proclaiming his innocence, others wanting him to burn in hell. Um, he remains Australia's most senior cleric. And the thing that re really disturbs me about this is that uh, he has on his he has Australia's most expensive lawyers on his legal team. The biggest dogs. Yeah. Um. And, of course, that's all funded by the Roman Catholic Church. Mm. And they've got buckets for days. They do. So Brett Walker and Ruth Shan are his defense team. And, of course, on the first day, Brett Walker dominated the first day. He got to speak first and pretty much took the whole day. Um, so that was, yeah, big news happening there with the George Pell case. And once again, we've got this issue of power. Yeah. And the power that some people have and how they are... Really, really, this is, the, is, is at the centre of all three of these cases. Mm. 
A football player has power because of his celebrity status. Harvey Weinstein has power because he can literally make you or break you. Yeah. And in a number of his cases, you know, he just told people, I can have you killed. And the reality is he did have that kind of power. George Pell had power. He's the highest ranking Roman Catholic in the world. You know, and the highest ranking Roman Catholic in Australia. That's a lot of power. Yeah. And when you've got that kind of power, then your responsibility is so much higher to maintain, you know, proper decorum at all times because things can go terribly, terribly badly as we are seeing taking place right here. And, of course, the Catholic Church has sadly a long history of that. Uh, Western Australia Bishop Christopher Saunders has just uh, stood down while a police investigation takes place there. When are we going to stop hearing stories about this? I'll tell you when we're going to stop hearing stories about this. Is when Francis stands up and does something about the issues of uh, celibacy of the priesthood and the confessional because those are the two things highlighted by our Royal Commission here in Australia, two biggest issues that the Roman Catholic Church still refuses to do anything about and it's high time that they did. This is Christian Berdahl with Find Us Faithful. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We're pilgrims on the journey of the narrow road And those who've gone before us line the way Cheering on the faithful Encouraging the weary Their lives a stirring testament To God's sustaining grace Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses Let us run the race not only for the prize But as those who've gone before us Let us leave to those behind us The heritage of faithfulness Passed on through godly come and gone And our children sift through all we've left behind May the clues that they discover And the memories they uncover Become the light that leads them To the road we each must find 
FM Breakfast Show, 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. Joining us in the studio is one of our semi-regulars on the show here, Darren Pratt. Darren, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Liam. Thank you and very much. of course, Darren, you are our, our kind of our go-to regular for everything that is to do with, I guess, family and uh, children's matters. Um, you've spent your lifetime... With children's ministry, family ministry, these kind of things, and you've got a book here that um, I'm just wondering whether you could. Uh, it has a rather long title, um, but uh, your most recent book on these kind of things. I'm wondering whether you could just give us the title of that book because it is relevant to what we're going to be talking about today. Your book released late last year. You can find it on um, Amazon.com, and it's about to be released in print in Australia. But it's called Myths We Believe, Predators We Trust. 37 things you don't want to know about abuse in church, but really should. Okay, now this is, Darren, I want to ask you this morning a few questions about this story that is just sort of breaking about at the moment about these uh, two NRL Bulldogs players who Mm. have been suspended for taking a couple of schoolgirls back to their hotel room. Now, we need to remind our listeners that these children have not lodged a complaint, neither have their parents at this stage. For what I can see, they are above the age of consent, so they're saying there probably will be no criminal charges in this one? Yeah, but still, the question that goes through my mind is, is it normal behaviour for an adult man to take a child back, to, whether age of consent or not, but to take a child back to his hotel room? Is that normal adult behaviour? Does that flag something that we need to be concerned about? Yeah, for me, um, reading the story and listening this morning on the news, um, there's all sorts of alarm bells going off. Um, number one is, we often say in our society, boys will be boys. But is that really something that we should be saying? Um, is this a boys will be boys type of 
episode or is there something more going on? I think boys should be boys, but this is not how boys should act. Yes, it's not how boys should behave. It's actually boys behaving badly. Even that sometimes we say, oh, well, that's, that boys behave badly. That's just normal. But I don't think it is normal. Of course it's not normal, particularly in relationship to children. That's right. You know, these are grown men and they're behaving in this way towards children. I agree. Yep. And um, for me, there's a number of issues that, that immediately come to mind around this that we need to think about. The big one is um, positions of power. Um, society puts us, whether men or women, in positions of power just by the fact that these two men are, are sports people, celebrities, yeah, playing for the Bulldogs. Um, Bulldogs attract to big media attention. They have over the last probably 10 years a lot of news stories around the Bulldogs, salary caps and all sorts of things. So <laughs> These guys need to learn how to keep themselves in the news for good reasons, as in, you know, winning games. That's right. They've been in the news for a lot of bad reasons, and this is just another one that I think, um, but this is more a serious one. Um, and when you're placed uh, in And that doesn't mean that we're here just to, you know, attack Bulldogs fans and Bulldogs no, 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 followers no. and all that kind of thing in any way, shape or form. Um, any club can get a bad run and end up, you know, churches can get a bad run with, uh, you know, bad well, eggs we're, we're, we're in the news well. only every week at the moment, the church, with um, all sorts of issues still coming out of the Royal Commission. So yeah. um, I'm not here to throw stones at the Bulldogs by any means. Sure. Um, but what I um, do want to say, when you're placed in a position of power, whatever that might be, you need to understand boundaries and respect those boundaries. What I'm reading in the news story, um, there was a code of conduct in place. Mm -hmm. And I imagine part of that code, code of conduct was you will not take women back to your motel rooms. I imagine that's what it, I haven't read it, but I imagine that's what I would say. Something around that's that. That's what the implication is, yeah. Yeah. In the news yeah. story. But these two have taken um, two young schoolgirls, not just women. Um, I mean, they are women, but they're they're just above the age of consent when I'm, when I'm reading and um, for them to do that is a huge breach of their position of power and their code of conduct. And, and I guess the thought that goes through my mind is that, you know, for a person who doesn't profess Christianity, um, finding an attractive woman, taking them back to your hotel room, whatever, you know, in that kind of, you know, two consenting adults is not, you know, completely unnormal behaviour. But when a grown man takes a child back, that strikes me as being something a little bit unusual and a little bit alarming. Should we be alarmed by that kind of behaviour? Or can we just say, well, you know, they're age, over the age of consent, so we don't need to worry about these, these guys? Yeah, well, it could be a whole new um, discussion around what I call um, corporate pedophilia, where we infantilise um, and we glorify young pre-pubescent girls, um, which happens in our media and on our, our shop fronts as you walk by in some stores. I could, I could name, not going to name them today, but there are some stores that, and when we look on the shop fronts, it's, it is not the, the way they glorify um, young and women. Sexual, sexualize and objectify. Sexualize them is, is of concern. Um, and this this plays into this as well. Also, the Me Too movement um, has caused a lot of news stories recently. Harvey Weinstein last week was um, um, found guilty of, again, overstepping boundaries and breaches of what you call codes of conduct um, in the way he treated women. So, Okay, so Harvey Weinstein, obviously an incredibly powerful individual um, because of 
both his his actual position but also his celebrity status. These guys very very powerful because of their celebrity status. How does play, power come into this equation? Like like say for instance, you know, they're out on the town, they're having a good time. They they meet these schoolgirls. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't well, out well, of the town, but whatever. Well, that's what they, you call the teenage crush. I mean, it's 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 there. Um, these are two um, young men, and these are two young girls. Um, obviously, children, or what we can see, or barely. Um, they're not really adults yet. No, no, for sure. not adults. And um, the, the news report is very clear that they weren't adults. And they call it. You can see the schoolgirl crush um, that occurs. And again, I think that. Those that are in positions of power, those that are um, these sorts of celebrities, need to be very aware of those sorts of things. And there should have been, and I imagine there would have been, some training for them as they began their career around these sorts of issues and how to be aware of them and and what to do when these things occur, which these guys have obviously ignored. If we were to see something, now we're seeing this in a football club yep. environment. A club environment in many ways is not, that there are a lot of no, it is different, but there are a lot of parallels between a club environment and a church environment. I would say yes, there are some definitely. There's rules and there's codes of conduct and there's um, positions of power. Um, so if you see if you saw something like this happen in a church environment, as say for instance a church member, how should you respond to something like that? Could, well, can, can you just write off and say, well, you know, they're, age, they're over the age of consent. You know, okay, they're still children, we get that, but they're over the age of consent, so we can just uh, comfortably ignore that and um, we don't need to be concerned. Should we be concerned when, you know, adult men are getting together with children? Well, I would be very concerned. Um, and I, um, in this new age also, of course, um, as a March 1, ministers and people that work in religion and now mandatory reporters. Now, I don't think this quite falls into what you call a mandatory reporting situation, but I report it anyway. Um, this one needs... It's, it's, it's the old adage of turn a blind eye and none of your business is gone when it comes to this. Yeah, when it, when it comes to anything to do with children, any kind of inappropriate behaviour with children at all. Is this a... Okay, when you see something like this happen, is it... Um, you know, from your research and your your study of men who involve themselves with young girls, you know, pedophiles, yep. is this is this symptomatic of a, a pattern of behaviour that um, would be a one off, or typically do you find that this is something that you know you, you, it might be the tip of the iceberg? Um, in general, um, what you see, in my opinion, and from my experience working in churches in this area for six years, um, it's the tip of the iceberg. Um, there is so much more often going on. Um, there is no scientific evidence to say that someone who is a pedophile will ever change their ways. There's nothing out there yet to say that they can change their ways. Um, so often when you see what you call grooming offences which is taking taking girls off one-on-one -on -one or, or boys or boys yep that's right or, or giving gifts or tickling playing um sending them out for attention all those sorts of things should be alarm bells or red flags that that go off in in people's heads when they see this and um i must say if you you're listening now and you hear you think of anything like this going on please please report it um and and let um, the people in your denomination 
that are in the position to deal with this stuff know um, about this because it, um, yeah, it might be the report that's needed to stop for children being um, abused. Um, so, so the red flags, and with this one, it's a huge, huge red flag and breach. We don't know what happened at motel room. Um, no, not not. We're not making any any assumption. I'm just saying that. What kind of grown man takes a schoolgirl to his hotel room? Yeah, well, my question that is, yeah, number one, that, but also... You've got to have a pretty good explanation for that. Yeah, being the father of a young daughter, um, my other, about this age, my other um, question would be um, parenting. Um, my, I still know, even though, even though my daughter's a young adult, I still have a parenting role to play. Um, your, your job as a parent's never done. Um, so those schoolgirls there should be some sort of a curfew and knowing where Absolutely. you are etc and i think um i'm not saying that i don't know the issues here i, I can't comment on the parents I'm not, I'm not here making that comment but in general we should parent our children even when they reach that age of consent even when they are still in high school and and maturing our job as a parent needs to continue and and parent especially in these sorts of situations as a um, as somebody who's been involved in child ministry, written books on the subject, um, obviously researched this well, what's your opinion of the age of sixteen being the age of consent? I think it's um still it's it's they need to raise it in my opinion. Um, I know it's a bit controversial, um, but I think that in this day and age, because um, we don't say that somebody's an adult until they're eighteen. Well, when you look at a, a girl's brain, a guy's brain, a guy's brain really matures around the age of 24. Um, a girl, possibly slightly younger, around the age of 20. Um, and so in a teenage brain, the breaks in the teenage brain, you can get um, David Gillespie's book, um, Teen Brain, is right on our bookshelves right now, and read it for yourself. David Gillespie is a well-known researcher in these sorts of um, topics. And David Gillespie is talks about the idea that the breaks are off during the teenage years. They come off so that the teenage brain can mature and take on adult things. So it's a natural thing that occurs. And so for them, there'll be no alarm bells going off of these girls saying, um, what I'm doing is wrong. No alarm bells because the breaks are off. That That's why kids do <laughs> silly things um, and, and reckless. That's why there's no insurance for boys driving cars and girls till they're 25 um, because insurance companies know this. Um, so, um, parenting during the teenage years is a whole new topic we could talk about and, and what's going on in that brain and being there to guide our children is a huge issue to think about. And yeah, so these girls would have thought nothing about going with these heroes to their room. Sure. And hence, there's no complaint. But the rest of us looking on go, wait a minute, what on earth is going on here? And I, you know, I congratulate uh, NRL for suspending these guys. Um, I think that they've taken the right procedure there, and of course, the Bulldogs for recognising that you know they were outside of their their um, their code of conduct and saying, you know, basically, please explain. Hopefully, we're going to get a valid explanation. I find it, unless you know that was it was like their kid sisters or something or other then there, there is no justifiable um, explanation for this kind of behaviour. Would you agree with that? I, I would agree. Um, 
I think that this my my thinking first off was stupid, stupid, stupid. What were you thinking, guys? Um, they've obviously now been suspended for the opening game. Um, I think it's going to go beyond that. There's a investigation by the ARL into this as well. I think um, there will be some further action taken over the breaches here. Um, but yeah, I I um, again want to end by saying um, in any area that you're involved in a club or schools or churches um, if you see things like this occurring or hear about these sort of things occurring then especially when it comes to young adults or children um, please realize that um, you need to say something Darren Pratt thank you so much for joining us here on The Breakfast Show we're going to move on uh, after this song we'll be back with the 8 o'clock news and then Encounter with Rock of ages cleft for me Let me hide myself in thee Let the water and the blood From thy wounded side which flowed Be of sin the double cure Save from wrath and make me The labor of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? These for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou Simply to thy cross I cling Naked come to thee for dress Helpless look to thee for grace Foul I to the fountain fly Wash me Savior or I die Wash me Savior or I die draw this fleeting breath when my eyes shall close in death when I rise to worlds unknown and behold thee on thy throne rock of ages clap for let me hide myself let me hide myself let me hide in me. Let me hide myself. Let me hide myself. Let me hide myself in thee. Let me hide myself. Let me hide. Let me hide myself in thee. 
fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10am every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Saviour forever. He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Come on! Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotlessly white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus There is power, power, unworking power in the blood But the blood of Jesus Are you washed in the blood In the blood of the Lamb He sought me and bought me With nothing but the blood of Jesus Jesus 